0: Joining us. This is Paul Wilson and Chris Emke. And you're listening to Diesel Performance Podcast. Guys, we finally did it. We got a UCC competitor to do an interview with us. I'm just joking. We've done a ton of these.
1: <laughs> Shit. I mean, <laughs> half the time we call these guys, they don't even want to talk to you, Paul. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Everyone, it's very inviting when we call them. It is. Absolutely.
0: Least. Absolutely. Uh, and, and John, I think, is just one of those guys. He's been on the show before and yep. we've talked to him before. Um, and he, he's. I don't think he's probably made our highlight reel because he doesn't say really wild or outrageous no. things.
1: But he's very genuine, down the earth, and he he gives off an energy that is is very, very inviting. He's know? one
0: of those guys that I think every time I I interview him or we talk to him, I'm like, I'd. L- I I get why people want to hang out with you. Like, you're a cool dude.
1: I like it. And he's got a cool truck. It's a little unique compared to some of the other trucks that are at UCC. Uh, He's had the truck a very long time. It's a club cab, you know, cab and half, long bed, 12 valve. Yeah. Um, So there's a couple things that are unique that stand out with with John. He's bringing a mechanical injected truck to UCC, where, unfortunately, these days, Common Rail kind of dominates with all the data collections and things like that. And it's really cool to hear, you'll hear in the interview, that he's able to data log his 12 valve. You know, and he has some data collecting, you know, uh, attributes that he can do with the truck, which I think is really interesting.
0: How much effort he has put in into getting data yeah. as opposed to just upgrading the truck that would collect yeah. the data for him, I think is worth an interview, if nothing yeah,
1: else. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So we won't hold you guys up anymore. Let's get you right over to hearing what John has to say. John, how the hell are you?
2: I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks yeah. for asking, man. So we always ask every listener, I'm going to take the opportunity here. John, how did you get your start in diesel performance?
2: Uh, so I just kind of, uh, I've always had the truck that I race in, and uh, I've had it since high school, and I used to ride dirt bikes and everything, then I got older, I got into cars, and since I had a truck, I just started hot rodding it and figuring out how to make it go faster, and it just progressed into what it is now.
0: I love how you say I had to figure out how to make it go faster. You have a boat. I mean, I mean, it's it's a extended cab, long bed, ninety seven twelve <laughs> valve. Like it's not. It was never built to go fast. Um, but we do love that type of passion of of trying to do it the hard way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now this is a cool truck, John. We've had you on the show before. Uh, we've had a chance to talk. You want to give our listeners a little bit of your history in in competition around diesel performance?
2: Okay. Yeah, um, so I used to race with the NHRDA circuit when they were still running. Uh, We raced Super Street with the truck. I just, I I raced, there's local events at our track here too, and I guess it's semi-local, it's two hours away, but um, I just never wanted to bracket race, I don't know why, it just wasn't my thing, so I just kept trying to make the truck go faster and faster until we could race up and race in the heads-up classes, and... So I never drag raced before, uh, heads up classes. And that was in NHRDA and then at Truck Fest at Bandamere Speedway and Morrison. And, uh, that's primarily what we've raced in is, uh, the super street with NHRDA. And then we did UCC qualifier a couple of years ago. Uh, and then we've been trying to get out to some of the ODSS races, but it just hasn't happened yet.
0: I like how John is so humble that he's skimming over taking first place at the 2019 UCC qualifier.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it was we, – we tied for first place because there was a – there's some kind of uh, – the rules uh, didn't –
1: Fucking rules. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was just a small discrepancy with the rules where I – I mean – we It said uh, that you can't sled pull twice if you get out of order or anything like that. And so there was just something that other, uh, it wasn't even any competitor's faults or anything like that, but, but long story short, yeah, um, we we would have won if they hadn't changed the run order of the sled pull, but they changed it, and so we ended up tying. I figured it was a tie for, for uh, first place, but yeah, it was was a good time, and <laughs> met a lot of cool people out there, and there's a lot of really well-built trucks that were at that event. I now,
1: mean, you're you're kind of in a sea of new technology. You know, there's everything you're competing against. I mean, there's maybe one or two other mechanical-injected trucks that were, you know, in UCC qualifier and now, you know, on the UCC main stage. Um, are you still sticking with a mechanical-injected truck going to UCC 2021?
2: Yep. Yep, uh, it's obviously not the the easy way anymore. I think that's a common misconception yeah. with uh, with people where they they say that oh yeah, mechanical injection's easy to get this power, that power, or something like that. And it's not really. It's it's easy. Uh, it's free, I guess, when you have a stock truck to yeah to make a hundred horse hundred horsepower. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and that's where the easy thing comes from. But uh, once you get to the power levels that all of the trucks are at now, I don't think there is an easy way, but the the common rail stuff is a little bit uh, easier to ramp power in smoothly and get it to stick to the track and all that kind of stuff, where mechanical stuff kind of seems, I mean, it's a little bit more temperamental, and sometimes it kind of seems like a light switch, how the power is like nothing down low, and then it'll come on, and so it's kind of like tuning an old carbureted uh, carbureted engine. We always joke that it's the carbureted version of yeah. the
1: diesel stuff. <laughs> so walk me through like you know you set up the truck. You know I, I, I live in an era where everything is common rail with what we what I do for a living and what we do here over at Calibrated Power. You take the car to the track, the truck to the track. You could data log it, see what's going on. Uh, what do you do in preparation for setting up your truck? Being that it's mechanical injection, do you do you work with like an aftermarket data logger and have all the different sensors implemented throughout the truck? Or well, like what do you do there?
2: Yep. Yep. So, uh, probably about five or six years ago, uh, we started spending a lot more money on the, on the truck, trying to get it to go fast. And I felt that it was kind of irresponsible just to be winging it, trying to look at gauges going down the track and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So we put a data, data logger on the truck and it's a, it's a race pack and, uh, it's a V300 SD logger unit. So, um, we've got, all different we've got six pyros one inch cylinder we've got um sensors on the nitrous system on drive pressure boost basically all the stuff that you can monitor on a common rail with the exception of i mean like injector duration and right. timing and stuff like that uh we monitor all the same stuff
1: you monitor and, like the fuel pressure and things like that too i assume
2: yep yep Very fuel cool. pressure um and it's kind of cool too because there is a little bit, uh, there's a little bit more with that we can do with aftermarket logger, like uh, with with the uh, the way that our tack pickup works. It's got a flywheel tooth counter, and then we've also got um, a counter ring on the on the drive shaft. So between those two measurements, there we can see we can check monitor converter slip too to see there if there's go. something going on with that, which is super useful because you can see if you make a run and you know your converter slip is always this amount and then you make a run and it's starting to be more you know that you got something going on and you should get the training out of it before it's catastrophic oh.
1: <laughs> I mean I know what you know some of the aftermarket ECUs and data loggers cost I mean you're you're playing with the big dogs and the common rail stuff at this point but you know data doesn't lie and Looking at some of the setups that you've had in the past, I've seen in the past you've had like a seven point one liter Cummins motor, is that correct?
2: Yep. Yep. That's what so, we that's what we had before. Yep. I mean
1: that's uh, you got a lot of you got a lot of time and money invested into it, you know, so you gotta have the good stuff. You gotta know what's going on. Let us talk a little bit more about that. Let's let's dive into what this build looks like. Is this the
0: same build that you had in twenty nineteen when you tied for first in the qualifier?
2: No, it's it's slightly different than it was then. Um, which is uh, kind of uh, why the, the truck is not 100% together right now. <laughs> um, we're trying to finish that up. But um, we, had a, we had a 4.330 bore before, and now we're going to a little bit smaller bore and trying to get a deck plate set up for it. So it'll be very cool, slightly less displacement, but uh, hopefully a little bit more little bit more durable.
0: <laughs> now is the purpose of that, do you, do you worry about giving up horsepower or are you changing the turbo or fuel setup to kind of compensate for that? Or do you feel like getting the extra stroke out of the deck plate is going to more than compensate for it?
2: Um, so I'm not really that concerned with the, the minor decrease in displacement. It'll, it'll be a little bit, but, uh, I think the biggest thing that really affects the manners of the truck, uh, once, I mean, as far as cubic inches go, is a stroke. We've always, or we've kind of found out that the stroke is what gives it the the manners. Uh, the spool of the charger's good and all that stuff. So I'm not that worried about giving up a little bit of the bore size on that. And we are changing a little bit. We did change a little bit with the with the fuel system and the turbo as well. We, after the qualifier, uh, two years ago we switched to a single charger just to kind of see what it would do and lose a little bit of weight and the truck really seemed to like the single charger better because it was not down on power really and uh, we went from making like 160 pounds of boost with the big compounds on it to make like 80, 90 pounds of boost with the single charger and this felt a lot better about that because uh, we, as far as the competitors go, I kind of feel like we're one of the smaller teams and we don't have spare hard parts like that, uh, like an engine or something like that. So it just made me feel a little bit better about using the same engine for all three events, mm-hmm. um, just going a little bit easier on it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Now that walks us into that conversation that we're talking with all the UCC competitors about and that strategy. Um, we've already talked to some guys, Chris, that have said exactly like you, you alluded to, yeah, I'm bringing two transmissions. Yeah. I have six turbos. I have two engines. You know what I mean? Like it's, I basically have three trucks with me. I just need to kind of Lego them all together. Right. (laughs) Um, and, and Hey, listen, some guys are at that level and some guys have that capacity and the rules allow for it. And I say, go for it. Uh, but but not everybody does, and, and that's one reason that I was really excited to see you coming back uh, after crushing it at the qualifier is come back as a small shop. The track, we know that if you want to be in the top three, you have to do really good drag racing. Right. It's, it's, it's just yeah. a must. And then it, you, you got to kill it on the dyno. You can't go to the dyno and show up short because some of the guys who maybe aren't that fast – or don't have a lot of experience. they are going to make up the difference. They're going to go make huge numbers on the dyno, yep. and then nobody. Uh, there, there's maybe three people in all of UCC that know <laughs> that are how to impressive sled pull. on the, sl- on yeah, the sled. Yeah, <laughs> just even know how. I mean, not like yeah, right, willing no. to do it. Everybody who shows up and actually knows what they're doing right. feels confident about it. Maybe three competitors. <laughs> um, oh yeah, and and I yeah. think I remember our conversation after the qualifier in nineteen. You have one sled pull under your belt. Do I remember that?
2: Yeah the the. The sled pull that we did at the qualifier is the only time I've ever wow. sled pulled before. That's Which is awesome. funny because he has
0: the perfect sled pull like chassis yeah, setup. is like what we would want.
2: Um, wow,
1: that's wild. Have, uh, <laughs> to this day, you've you've still only sled pulled one time. Yep.
2: Yeah. Dude, there's no, there's nowhere to <laughs> yep. sled that's pull out there. No, for sure. There's nowhere. Sure. Uh,
0: our our editor uh, and producer Justin Tyson and I were out at DPC at Bandamere, uh two years ago. And, Chris, the cut – like, they they went into the grass with a bulldozer and cut into it. And, like, there's berms on either side. It's a one-lane track – and they said, okay, this is where we're going to sled pull. And the guys from wow. Colorado were like, oh, yeah, this is one of the nicer tracks we've seen. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was, like, oh walking over, picking up boulders the size of my foot to pull them off the track. Wow. And, I'm like, and I just think
1: of every county fair out this way, like, on a Tuesday or Thursday night, they're butter in the track, water <laughs> in the track. Like, it's better than the fucking farm fields that they farm in. This <laughs> is wild. Wow. So, so yep, sled pulls.
2: Yeah, I've heard that. There's, there's just <laughs> not any of that out here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got friends in the Midwest and they're like, yeah, man, you should really make it out here and try to hit some poles before UCC." but it never has, never has, uh, lined up. Well, I oh, mean, yeah.
1: th- that, that brings us into our next question, right? It doesn't line up. Why doesn't it line up? Is your truck together?
2: Uh, it's not currently together, <laughs> but <laughs> it, uh, it, I should have probably, uh, addressed some of the things that we wanted to change slightly earlier. Um, but, just had a lot of different stuff going on with yeah. uh, trying to change gears, doing a little bit of different stuff with the shop, and then um, decided to remodel our house. And oh, so, wow. Yeah, I just <laughs> should have probably, should have done some of this stuff before. But, yeah, the truck was together uh, before, and then we were trying to make sure everything was good, ready to go for UCC, and then... Decided to deck plate it. So oh wow,
0: that's so on brand for UCC. (laughs) That That is that is every competitor. I think maybe in the three or four years we've been covering UCC extensively on the podcast, maybe have talked to four competitors altogether that have had their trucks together when we interviewed them before the show. And that's right down to like Tony Burkhart with Last Minute Hooker. We talked to him a a week before UCC, and it wasn't together. Um, so that
1: that's that's fairly common now. The nice thing that John has in his favor is it's the same truck. I mean, when you look at someone, you know, like uh, Tony Burkhart, like that was a different truck, different everything. He had or even had that truck together before, yeah, you know, for sure. But that's wild. What do,
0: you, what do you think though, John? Because you you are you are making some significant changes. I mean, going to the deck plate changing up the turbo setup changing up the fuel setup are you going to try to get some passes in are you going to try to do some prep or do you feel like hey man i got a decade of racing experience like it's a truck i know what i'm doing
2: no i i feel like that would be I feel like that would be ignorant for me to say because it's just kind of one of those things that uh anything can happen at at this event and i mean really with racing in general anything can happen so i would never i would never go into it thinking that i was uh, hundred percent prepared the best that I could be because I just feel like there is no possible way to show up to an event like this ready a hundred percent. So I would, yes, I would really like to go make some passes with it before. Um, but we did learn some things, uh, obviously you learn things every time you go race, but I'd never competed in an event like UCC before. And so when we were at the qualifier, we've got, we are out here, um, getting everything ready load the trailer the truck is all polished everything looks good everything's clean back it into the trailer and i'm feeling good we pull out we get out get to ucc start the truck to pull it out of the trailer and i'm like what the hell it sounds like a rod's going to come out of the side of it and i was like what is going on with this thing and it ended up somehow uh driving it from colorado to indianapolis the converter bolts decided to come loose a little bit so uh, it wallowed out the holes in the flex plate holes and so ever since then we checked the converter bolts and the dampener bolts after every single pass every dyno pull every drag race or every sled pull everything check converter bolts and dampener bolts because just crazy things can happen like that where that's nuts what a wild, unsuspecting. Yeah, just right. I was not expecting life.
1: that. Like, yeah. well, I'm why? like a fuel leak and oil yeah. leak. I'm thinking like, oh, that's normal, you know. But damn, that's terrible. Yeah, we
2: get there, get there first night. Pull the tranny out of the truck before it even makes a pass. Ugh. The competitors around us are laughing at us, just thinking that there's <laughs> some idiots that. <laughs> and then you beat them all. To lose. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: oh man, it. that's I'm crazy. I'm so excited,
0: uh, John. Hey, we're we're asking all the competitors too. Give us, give us who you think you're going to see in the top three. Even if you just want to pick two other guys, who are some of the other of competitors course you're the third, you, so, you yeah. think are going to be up there on the podium with you?
2: Oh, man. I don't I don't even know. I, I don't even know if they've released all the competitors yet. <laughs> I looked the other day, and I thought there were was, was only like 20-something trucks on there, but, yeah, I mean, uh, I think that. Power-driven truck always dyno's good and sled poles good. I think they've been in the top three like every year if I yeah. remember right. Well, they're I think they'd be a safe bet.
1: They just they just released that you know, Josh McCormick's common rail is going, so that's going to be in the in UCC going into 2021.
2: Yeah. Oh really?
1: Yeah yeah.
2: So, but they're taking their truck too as well. I see. I, I don't want to, I don't,
1: I don't want to be on record saying that we're going to have to get them on, you know, yeah, for an interview, yeah. of course, but what I know and what was posted and, and what dealings I have with Josh, you know, uh, aside from the, the podcast was his truck is going this year.
2: Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know uh, if they take their truck. I mean, that thing has been, seemed like it's been pretty good at UCC every year and then uh I don't think I don't think that Industrial was going or Derrick Rose I think they would be safe bets but I, d- I didn't see that either of them were going. So I don't I don't even know most of the most of the other trucks that are going to be there but <laughs> You fucking 12 Elf guys. No, if you I, only I, know the other 12 mod- elves in the competition He's grounded. did you hear everybody he
1: listed is all people
2: who <laughs> okay, also well, have Okay, clearly that's all
1: he cares about.
2: Hey, hey, I, he I likes 12 Derek Elf too, shit, man. Too, and- and Baca Baca, but they're not going, so nah. I don't I don't know who's going that's with the front running truck. I don't think Firepunk goes or is going this year. No. So John just I, loves all, the sport. I know Donovan Harris. I think he they think they said he was going. I think yeah I think when he posted that it was on it was on April Fool's Day, so I don't know if that was serious or not. Totally.
0: <laughs> Dude, also, have no idea because it's Donovan, right? All
1: well, the, the the borders too are yeah. that's a shit show. Yeah. But uh, Chris Chris Seal did say that you know there was a good opportunity where he might be coming, one of the only guys up from Canada coming. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, I think yeah, yeah he was talking he was going to soak up and do the two week quarantine quote unquote. Yeah. All right. Oh, man,
2: that's that's, that's rough. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess Blank. I guess if I had to pick people that are that I know are going, I mean the truck source diesel guys they've been doing it forever. I think either one of their trucks would have a really good shot and uh power driven probably as well, so well the vehicles that I know are going so good picks I guess yeah you know, that'd be that'd be my my because I know all those guys and I know how driven to win that they are
1: and you of course you're you're in that top three right
2: yeah that's what that's what we're hoping for there I wouldn't go. be going if I didn't feel like we'd be in the top three
1: there you go. I love that.
2: Uh, are
0: you going to give our listeners a little tidbit? What are you What are you estimating your combined dyno number is?
2: Uh, I don't know. I think I think that we'll be able to make over two thousand horsepower. I just got to learn how to strap the truck to the dyno. That was our problem last year. I guess they they told us that's part of kind of the the way that you need to. I mean, it's like lining up for sled pulling or lining up in the groove for drag racing. That's part of what makes your pass good is telling them where to put it on the dyno, like where to set it up on the roller, how to strap it down and everything. And we don't have a dyno. I've on my truck very few times. So we've done a little bit of research. So I think last year we spun the tires on the dyno, and, or last UCC. So I think if we can make it stick to the dyno, um, I think it will make over 2,000 horsepower. And I think it made around 2,500 foot-pounds of torque last year. So I guess we'll say – I'll I'll just guess. Two thousand horsepower, twenty eight hundred foot pounds of torque.
1: Forty eight hundred combined. Forty eight hundred. That's wild. It's a big number. Well, we're excited to see it compete. I'm sure, you know, you're uh chomping at the bit here. Days are numbered getting the truck together and hopefully getting some test passes.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna definitely try to get it together as quick as possible. But yeah, we didn't we didn't change the truck's not a hundred percent different from before, just the engine, which I know that sounds, obviously that's a big deal, but, <laughs> but figuring out the chassis and swapping the sled pull stuff on and off and all that stuff, we're, we've are we got a slight advantage in that aspect because uh, we didn't change anything with, with the sled pulling stuff or, or anything like that. I love it. So, awesome. And we use the same axles for drag racing, dynoing, and sled pulling, where I know some people swap them out and all that stuff, but with... We've, I've got a couple friends that helped me out um, that are local to me, and then my dad and my brother and my wife. And so we always just – I basically set everything up so in worst-case scenario, I could do it by myself, and I wasn't going to be swapping axles by myself <laughs> with any sort of haste. So no. So <laughs> we tried to make it as easy as possible. I dig it.
0: That's awesome. John, anybody you want to give a shout-out to?
2: Yeah, I mean, we definitely wouldn't be able to do this event without Garin Transmission helping us out, and uh, Midwest Turbo CRT. They work with us big time on the turbos and Fleece uh, Performance. They help us out with uh, some of the engine stuff. Diamond Pistons, Manton Push Rods, uh, Mountain Machine. They have. They we met them last at UTC, and. They've been a huge help ever since then. And then Hop Odds Racing, they've kind of believed in us as well, so they helped us out with lightening the truck up. So, yeah, definitely wouldn't be able to do it without help from those guys.
0: Well, that's awesome, man. Well, John, I really appreciate you joining our listeners today and giving us a little bit of insight of you getting ready for UCC. We're excited to see you there, and good luck.
3: Increase the durability, line pressure, and performance of the Allison transmission in your GM 6.6 liter Duramax LML and L5P with the XDP EPC solenoid fuller plug. From the factory the EPC solenoid increases line pressure up to 230 psi during shifting. Once the shift is complete the pressure drops back down to 80 psi. At 80 psi of line pressure your Allison cannot hold the added stress from aftermarket upgrades or heavy towing. The XDP EPC solenoid fooler fixes this issue by installing onto the solenoid and back into the valve body. This lets your transmission effectively operate at 230 PSI all the time. This eliminates clutch slipping, poor shifting, and extends transmission life. To find out more about the XDP EPC solenoid fooler plug, Check out xdp.com or find a local dealer near you. Chris, uh,
0: people have been hearing us talk about XRG Performance since the start of the show,
1: right? Of course, they've been uh, they've been a believer since the inception, <laughs> to say the least.
0: Uh, I know. I just recently talked to Randy Harkema over there, uh, guys. Of course, you recognize him from our Snake Oil uh, or Not Fuel Additive yep. episode. Uh, he's he's one of the guys at Exergy that we rely on for technical expertise. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought it was really cool. I was just talking to him about going to UCC. Okay. You remember the booth that they they bring to UCC every year? Yeah,
1: I remember. I remember 2019. Um, they do this really cool engine stand with a Cummins, with their standalone, with a throttle, uh, a hand throttle, and you can you know be part of the engine operating they start it you can rev it and all that cool stuff and i think it's really cool because it, it gives you that hands-on experience to say hey here's exergy's fuel system here's exergy standalone botch standalone here's everything working yeah um but yeah no i you can't forget it once you've seen it
0: i i didn't push too hard to okay. ask all the details because i like to walk around ucc and kind of be surprised by yeah. what i'm going to see um, but I will just say that if you're going to UCC this year, make sure you go swing by the XRG Performance booth. You're definitely going to want to check out
1: what they have. Oh man, that's exciting,
0: Chris. You know WC Fab uh, and WC Fab powder coating. Um, it, it's going to be one of those places that if you've never heard of them and you go check out their booth at UCC, or if you go to their shop and, and kind of hang out and see even just even just the foyer, like what the you know the waiting room, uh, you're going to be wildly impressed.
1: I you, it, it's tough because it, you don't know if someone were to tell me hey you know they do all these crazy powder coat colors they do compound turbo kits triple turbo kits intercooler piping kits whatever I am a very simplistic individual so I have a basic thought process or picturing in my head of what's going on and if you see their work in person the, they're very meticulous with you know their fabrication the welding is superb Um, but their coloring options that they have from their in-house powder coating service is second to none. There's like 400 colors that they keep in stock. All of their signature colors are, you know, they're the most popular for a reason. They stick out the most. Um, And I mean, Paul, man, over the years, being at Calibrated Power, we have seen so many WC Fab trucks (laughs) come and go, being on the dyno, things like that. And, you know, uh, I remember when I first started, it was exciting to see a 700, 800, or 1,000-wheel horse truck. And you just know if a truck's coming from WC Fab here, it's going to make big power. Um, I normally just get excited for what kind of color schemes under the hood of the truck. <laughs> um, but, you know, you, you're going to get what you pay for. You know, they offer a really good quality product, and they have a really good support staff. They're going to stand behind what they do. And I think that goes a long way, especially this day and age in this industry.
0: Absolutely. All right, Chris. Uh not winners just favorite truck is this it for you is is does john have your favorite truck that's going to be at ucc
1: i think it's one of the more unique ones i think if you were to have asked me that question seven years ago i would tell you yeah i'm definitely a little <laughs> i think two out. years ago you would have yeah, said yeah maybe a little before um i'm a little uh, i look at things a little differently now i think that the common rail stuff there there's challenges when you do any type of big horsepower build. I don't care if it's they all gasoline, problems. carbureted or electronic yeah. fuel injection, you do a mechanical diesel, you know, a, a common rail diesel, there's always different attributes that come about. But to me, and I think maybe it's just because the mechanical stuff is so foreign to me these days that that's another hurdle that you have to overcome, where to me I'm around common rail stuff all the time, so I think that's just easier. Yeah. Um that's but interesting. I think I think it's going to be really interesting to see how a truck like his shapes up being what it is versus what a lot of the other competitors are bringing which is you know newer technology.
0: If he goes there and literally just sets a record for best performance of a mechanically injected
1: Cummins. At UCC? At UCC. Is that impressive? Absolutely. I mean, you know, he mentioned in his interview, you know, power-driven diesel. You know, they've been in his camp. They've worked with him in the past. Um, He's got products and support from them, and they've favored fairly well at at UCC in the past. For sure. So, I would say, yeah, if you're able to go in there, you know, with a mechanical mafia truck, right, and you're able to go and do cool shit, yeah. I mean, that's a huge accomplishment.
0: I like it. I like it. Well, guys, um, I think we... Depending on when these episodes are going to fall, I think we have more UCC interviews coming towards you. If not, depending <laughs> on when this goes live, we may have actual UCC coming right at you. So, Either way,
1: UCC's coming.
0: Yeah, that is what we're talking about right now, mm. uh, probably all the way through the end of May. So. Be ready for it. We are excited. Uh, I will be at the show. Uh, Make sure you stop by the Duramax Tuner booth, the XRG Performance booth, and the WC Fab booth. And if XDP has a booth there or any reps there, make sure you stop and say hi and mention the podcast. Uh, We love having all those guys on board with us. For today, this has been Paul Wilson. And Chris Emke. Thanks for listening. we got a UCC competitor to do an interview with us. I'm just joking. We've done a ton of these.
1: Shit.